And currently, we have 69 degrees in Salem and Roanoke, 65 in Bedford and Lynchburg. We have 64 in Danville and 65 in Appomattox. It's going to be warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not I'm, happy about it. I'm not real crazy myself. So apparently, the the um, not only were they late for the funeral, but uh, Jill dressed inappropriately for the funeral as well. Jeez, oh, guys, come on! What she got? Somebody I mean, needs to watch the BBC a little bit more. Jeez, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But it just seems to be where we are right now. So. We talked about, um, of course, I, I I have not found the CNN story talking about our, our standing in the world mm-hmm. uh, getting better. I, I can't even okay. imagine that. Uh, we do have this story, though, from an NBC poll that I think you might find interesting. Okay. Uh, we are 50 days out. Today 50. is National Voter Registration right. Day. Right. So, uh, for what that's worth, <laughs> I mean, of course, in in Virginia now, thanks to Northam, it's the it's the vote register and vote the same day, same day, which is which ridiculous. Is, yeah, that's just so um, no chance for fraud there. As as uh, the the highly anticipated midterm elections are approaching, voters, uh, it would seem, trust the Republican Party over the Democrats to best handle the key issue that mm-hmm. they say are most important. And likely to determine the outcome. This is according to a new national poll. Right. Latest NBC poll of registered voters found that nearly 60% of voters reported that a candidate's position on the cost of living is the most important factor when considering who they will vote for this fall. Well, then the red wave is real then. Compared to just 37% who said the candidate's stance on abortion is the most important, which is not what they're counting on. Right. Uh, those results do bode well uh, right. for conservatives by a large margin. Republicans are viewed uh, by voters as better equipped than Democrats to handle economic issues. Mm-hmm. Well, duh. 47 to 28%. I mean, you could just... It's not brain surgery no, to figure that one all. out. Not at all. Just based on the last few years mm-hmm. uh, the poll found that 20 percent of registered voters believe that threats to the democracy are the most concerning issues currently facing the country this comes after biden claimed in several recent speeches that maga republicans are a threat to democracy see all he did was was poke the tiger yeah with that yeah uh compared that called them semi-fascist yep um He's been doing a lot of backpedaling. And, look, and these, some of these, some of these pictures, Republicans care more about fetuses than they do, uh, than they do women. Well, you're a grown woman. You can protect yourself, right? So yeah, if I have to choose between protecting an innocent baby and you, yeah, I'll protect the baby. Sure. Unapologetically. Sure. Uh, the same NBC poll found that Republicans and Democrats are tied. On the generic congressional ballot, the mm-hmm. results revealed a slight narrowing in favor of the Dems compared to an August poll right. that reported the GOP led the Dems 47 to 45. Mm-hmm. Cost of living was the top concern, followed by jobs, uh, the economy, immigration, and the crisis on the southern border, which they say doesn't exist. Right. Fewer than uh, 10% res- of respondents identified abortion as the top issue facing the country. So they're, as much as they're 
hitting that, mm-hmm. and they are hitting it hard. Now, my concern is women, particularly young women, who are going to be foolishly and emotionally led by the lies. That's mm-hmm. what concerns me. Right. Uh, because I can say this, I'm a woman, you can right. agree with me or not, don't care, but women have a tendency to vote emotionally, mm-hmm. which is why they just didn't like Trump, and mm-hmm. I think that really hurt him, because yeah. he was obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, I, I could look through that, but I'm more dude-like in that way. Right. Um, I, I I saw it. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it happen within my own family, not my immediate family, but right. where... They just, just, he's just so mean. Oh, dear Lord, deliver me. This is what the the media's uh, been saying. For months, Republicans were sure that they'd be surfing a red wave. But now, with just 51 days to go, Democrats actually think that they're back in the game. Mm. And here's why. The notion of a red wave, gone. Uh, (laughs) Democrats uh, stand a good chance of holding the Senate, maybe picking up a couple seats. We have to be questioning whether or not this red wave really will happen. I I hope it happens like a frickin' tsunami. I mean, here, here's there are, here, here, there are a lot of people saying I inflation know. will pick the midterm election winner. Yeah. That's what they're saying. I if, hope so. If that's the case, even though he is like absolutely killing our oil reserves, right? Um, by I mean, that's, us that's vulnerable. That's all that is. Yeah, is is that he's trying to um, you know keep those prices down right. so he can eke that back a little bit. You better believe the minute they do win. All that's going to be over, and we're going to have five dollar plus. Remember gas again, Jimmy Carter. We we played this snippet from Dan Aykroyd doing such a great job. You had the odd even days under that Democratic yeah. administration. Yeah. If you if your tag ended with an even number, you could get gas on those even days. Right. Odd number, you had to get it on odd. I remember. I remember because I was just coming into driving. Mm. I was riding a motorcycle at the time. Thank goodness. But yeah, really. But I waited in line to get my gallon and a half of gas. Hmm. Well, as we all know, the Biden administration says that they they are for the disenfranchised. Right. Uh, they are for the underserved. Right. They are for the people of color. Just, I mean, the proof is in the pudding of the eating, of yeah, the eating well, of the pudding, or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> the sure. the Biden administration. Right has sided against Native Americans. Right. Uh, the Biden administration expected to soon finalize a rule banning oil and gas leasing yeah. near a Native American historical site, despite heavy opposition from the local indigenous leaders who say the administration's rule prevents them from collecting royalties on their land. Well, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. It's not just the Native Americans. I mean, that's mm-hmm. for, for a lot of Americans. Sure. The rule, which the Department of Interiors announced in November of 2021, would implement a 20-year moratorium on federal oil and gas leasing within a 10-mile radius of the uh, Chaco Cultural National Historic Park located in northwest New Mexico. Hmm. Interior Secretary Deb Halen said the rule, which would amount to the withdrawal of 336,000 acres of public lands from mineral leasing, would protect the environment and the rich cultural legacy of the region. So it's all about the Indians, Mark. Of course. They're, they're, they're protecting the, the, the yeah. indigenous people from themselves because that's what they do. 
we're not destroying anything, said one of the Native American leaders. Nobody's destroying the park, a Navajo citizen who owns allotted land in that region. Uh, The oil companies sure aren't destroying the park. They've got a lot of new technology. They're just listening to environmentalists. The uh, representative of the the group of Navajo citizens who own land that has been allotted to them by the federal government for generations and which is often leased to oil and gas drilling exploration companies. The group opposes the Biden administration rule, saying it would prevent them from collecting much needed royalties on the land they've held for decades. While the administration has stated the rule wouldn't impact Indian-owned allotments, blocking federal land leasing would ultimately block development on non-federal land, according to the other stakeholders, including the Navajo Nation leadership. In reality, it has a devastating impact because the indirect effects would make the allotted land worthless. To maximize full extraction of the product, the horizontal lateral crossing of two to four miles of subsurface may be required. Due to the cross-jurisdictional land status, a proposed horizontal lateral may need to cross federal land. Hmm. They also condemned the proposal from the Navajo National Council, saying it would instead support a five-mile radius and uh, comprise uh, of a compromise backed by the industry. They said families of the allotted lands are ignored. Well... Is anybody surprised? says, we are very poor here. It's like living in a third world country. We get no help from the government, no help from the tribe. There are 53 Indian allotments located in this 10-mile buffer zone, generating $6.2 million per year in royalty for an estimated 5,462 allottees. In addition, there are 418 unleased allotments in the zone associated with more than 16,000 allottees. A lot of us don't even have electricity or running water. Wow. So your footprint's small, so they're going to make sure you keep it that way. Oh, yeah. This is disgusting. Yeah. And and I guarantee you a lot of the major networks won't even talk about it. Oh, no. Nope. For all their talk of black and brown people and their equity and all that stuff, they're just going to completely ignore them. Mm-hmm. New Mexico energy industry is responsible for about $100,000 jobs, 100,000 jobs, and has an economic impact of $12.8 billion per year. That according to the New Mexico Oil and Gas Association. Mm. New Mexico, the most fossil fuel rich states, and one of them in the nation. Right. It's just unbelievable. It's, and I know the people in other countries just shake their head. But well, I, but according to according to our listener that that sent in, um, you know, our our standing is raising. Right. Well, let me tell country. you, I got I got a simple simple, and I draw from another Saturday Night Live. <laughs> clip that will live in infamy if you vote democrat this time i don't care whether it's democrat you know uh cloaked inside of an independent title here locally in lynchburg or you vote democratic statewide or federally this is what you're going to get with more of joe 
unchecked. You're gonna end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. That's it. That's it. Behold your future. Behold your future. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I'm, anyway. I'm checking out CNN. We'll be back. <laughs> okay. Uh, just one more time if you missed it. You're going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Now you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. <laughs> and he's wow. the motivational speaker, Matt Foley, of course. Is <laughs> the, the motivational Here's speaker. Here's the thing. David Spade, if you watch that, and the girl from um, Married with Children, I can't remember her name, slips my mind, the blonde daughter, um, they are losing it during this sketch. They are absolutely trying to hold it all together. Even Phil Hartman, who plays the dad, I mean, Farley is so funny, and uh, they they well, you know, know they almost broke the, what is me. it called the third wall in in acting something like that. Yeah, you don't break the third wall, and and because you stay in character, right? <laughs> and they had a hard time staying in it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, you know, it's interesting that you say that mm-hmm. because um, he's not a very good motivational. Christina Applegate, thank you, speaker. For right, sure, right, right. <laughs> he struggles in that area. Uh, I have noticed a lot of of gift ideas for um, Christmas mm-hmm. this year, right? Which is very angry. There's just a lot oh, of really, really, really? angry uh, ideas. I have a cousin, <laughs> angry ideas who, for Christmas, who has. Um, she loves the Lord so much, but she struggles with a little bit of a potty mouth, right? Right. A little I bit, I, I and so too. I'm, I'm always, I'm always teasing her mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, about her mouth because she really does uh, love the Lord, but occasionally she'll just let something slip, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Um, <laughs> but I, I said her a thing uh, yesterday. It was like my little bag of sweary affirmations. <laughs> Which apparently is a gift you could give. I didn't know. And you, and you pull out the cards of affirmation. Oh, what is, wow. My future is a golden sparkly explosion of effing off of awesomeness. <laughs> and uh, I oh, am more gosh. than worthy. I am an effing warrior woman. I don't know that those are good. Good probably for you. Uh, there are also anger journals. Anger journals. Yeah, okay, I got so it. So if you're, you know, if you're tired of the positive affirmations, if that's right. not working for you, maybe you could. Uh, and just sometimes you got to be angry. I yeah. mean, I don't know. There are even <laughs> there are even uh, prompts. Oh, really? Writing prompts in oh, these wow. journals, so okay. you can like vent. It's kind of like it's kind of maybe it's more for Festivus. You know, they have the airing of the grievances. <laughs> yes, maybe yes, it's more like yes. that. Okay. Rage journals is, Rage uh, journals. is what they're okay. called. Uh huh. A journal to help you vent your rage. Hey, that's better than going online and spewing it oh, all out. I know. Out. When you do it online and, and if somebody captures it, it's it's out there forever. Well, and let me just say this. Um, we had Bob Gooding yesterday. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. I yeah. don't know how he does what he does. If you missed that interview, you oh, might go wanna... get it on SoundCloud. It's good. Yeah, you may want to go to our SoundCloud page and and look that up. Uh, yesterday's date mm-hmm. is what you need yep. to, to pull that up. But it was uh, it was good. Uh, I was watching his social media. Put something out on social media yesterday. He mm-hmm. has so many trolls. Right. He had put a, a scripture up. Okay. And he was mocked and sure. made fun of and just yeah, vile. Yeah. yeah, it was just really, really bad. Um, so, it, you know, support your if you if we've got a representative that represents your values, mm-hmm. send them encouragement because yeah, heaven they, knows it's a long way. They are inundated right with um, you know with negativity for sure. Well, speaking of negativity, Memphis, Tennessee has been having some bad press yeah. lately. That school teacher uh, that was killed that was jogging. Well, you had the, the school teacher. Mm-hmm. You had the mother and daughter that were abducted from the Target parking lot in the middle of the afternoon. And then Granny carjacked and literally drug her until her arm was severed. Right. I mean, just terrible Right, just stuff. terrible things. Uh, people in, in Memphis are sounding off on the city's crime rate. Uh, of course, we talked about the teacher that was abducted and killed after a gunman went on a live-streamed mm-hmm. shooting spree. Right. Uh, it says, right now, the kids... Uh, no, one one guy said, right now, the kids ain't going to no community centers or nothing, learning Mm-mm. anything. Right. Bunch of gangs got them. They're picking up guns and smoking weed. Wow. Another Memphis woman said, it's like everywhere else to me, the crime rates, everything. Um, you have to watch your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are safe places, but you have to be so careful. I don't care where you are. It's just bad. It's yeah. not just Memphis. And that's true. Right. We're well, seeing it in our own. You look oh, yeah. at our headlines had, in Roanoke, Lynchburg, yeah. Southside. Mm-hmm. Had some carjackings here in the last six, eight months. I think it was New Orleans where the lady was dragged behind her car. It could be. Not Memphis. I don't, not think, Memphis, I don't but, think it was Memphis either. Yeah. Um, be correct. It said that we don't know why there's some people just want to hurt people yeah uh another one said it's worse than normal Mm -hmm. well it it comes down to this and we talked about this yesterday with with bob good we don't value human life anymore we do not if if you don't value the youngest and the most innocent how do you think that people are going to value yeah any kind of life any kind of life you know the most innocent life is the one in the womb and I've been told that, oh, Janet, that's just ridiculous. What a ridiculous thought. H- how is that ridiculous? Mm-hmm. You're destroying a life of somebody because it's not convenient to you. How soon before we're doing that with old people? Well, I, 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 I would I argue that it's already happening. I think that the, the current generation that is coming up. You can't contribute will, anymore. We'll have no problem. You're costing more than you're bringing in. Yep. And so we're just going to have to let you go. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's I think that's where we're going. Dr. Francis Schaefer talked about this in the 80s, euthanasia, mm-hmm. when it was being bantied around. And somebody with my last name's sake, Governor Lamb of Colorado, back in the 80s, was talking about it. And I, I just, <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, we've been desensitized through music through the culture, through gaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, through everything. Media. When when you can, you don't even hesitate. To call a woman a bitch without even hesitating. It just rolls off your tongue, you know? And, and, and just the, 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 the devaluing of human life, of women, it's just... Well, but, it, but that goes both ways. 
you know, um, we also have women not respecting men. Well, yeah. And and men not showing love, and then you kind of get in this crazy Vicious cycle. cycle. Yeah. Um. So I mean that that works both ways. I'm sorry, mom, that I said the B word. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna get in trouble for that yeah. one. But it is in our music. Uh, you know, the derogatory names are everywhere. Right. It's just it's just kind of kind of everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we do have though your buddy uh, Fetterman. He's walking back some of his ridiculous claims. Sorry. Hang on a second. That's the what the cuss jar. Yeah. Oh, you put money in your customer. That didn't sound like coin to me, but okay. Uh, the the campaign said that John Fetterman is walking back comments he made last year. Right. That uh, called for the release of all second degree murderers from Pennsylvania prisons. Right. Uh, Fetterman, the Pennsylvania mm. lieutenant governor who chairs the state's board of pardons, commissioned two reports last year that recommended consideration of merit-based clemency for current incarcerated second-degree murderers. He said at the time that uh, the reports came out, there was a call for mercy for the deserving and the rehabilitated. Hmm. And a massive annual savings for Pennsylvania taxpayers. Right. right. <laughs> That'll save you some money, but you may be, you know, a yeah, victim and, of crime. And then he put, if you think Morgan Freeman should have died in Shawshank, don't waste your time reading it. Okay. Right. Otherwise, that metaphor is very much the face of LWOP, especially secondary murder and PA. Mercy must be partner to justice. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you how he's backing off of that and kind of how his campaign is going in general. He's refused yeah. to debate hardly at all. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to debate only after the voting pre-voting you know has been going on for several weeks that way when people count their vote they go gosh i shouldn't have voted for that guy why does he always wear hoodies currently we have 65 oh, degrees geez. in the uh the litchburg area and uh we have 60 oh man why is it so warm so early i, I 70 in roanoke yeah. and salem 67 in appomattox and uh 66 in danville so, I, I don't know if we have an update on the 460 uh, going towards Appomattox. Road has been closed. It's, it's yeah. closed. Uh, there was a, another crash that happened yesterday. Car returned on Lakeside Drive in Lynchburg. Um, it happened Monday afternoon. The crash happened uh, near the Sheets and Aldi's grocery store, a place where I, I frequent. And, I mean, this puppy is on its lid. Um, now, this is the, this is the saving grace it literally happened within just a couple hundred yards of the fire station right there across wow. from Aldi. That's handy. So, um, it, you know, still it's a little sketchy with the uh, information out there. It's unclear what caused the crash. Um, it's to be determined yet. But I, I don't know how you flip on your lid. The speed limit is only about 30 there. Something yeah. else was going on. I'm not sure what. Someone wasn't paying attention. Yeah. A former Virginia ABC Authority employee has been charged with computer trespass and embezzling Mm. the authority's inventory list. Wow. Apparently, a a Virginia ABC review led to a guilty plea by an employee who embezzled the list, shared it with a counterpart, and, and was was selling uh, rare bourbons online. Oh, 
Yeah. Hope, hope Bear, Bear is listening. Uh, Edgar, well, uh, he's kind of off the bourbon well, right now. Well, he's off the he's, bourbon he, grid right now. Yeah, he is. He's been a little under the weather. Yeah. Y'all say a prayer for Bear. Uh, Edgar Smith Garcia is 28. He's of, of uh, Manassas. He pled guilty yesterday uh, to Hanover County Circuit Court judge for felony computer trespass. He was sentenced to two years in prison, which were suspended for five years on the condition of good behavior. Additionally, he must pay a $600 fine and is banned from all ABC property. Three other charges for embezzlement, conspiracy to embezzle, conspiracy computer trespass were dropped as part of the plea agreement. Now, uh, Garcia was a lead sales associate. I'll bet he was. uh, In February 2020 through March 25th of 2022. He was found to be passing internal agency information to Robert Adams, 45, of Newport News. Hmm. Adams has also been charged with computer trespass and embezzlement, was allegedly selling that information to buyers he contacted through online bourbon hunting groups. Adams is scheduled to appear in Hanover Circuit Court on the 12th of December. Interesting. Earlier this year, ABC conducted an extensive internal review of its limited availability products following complaints of unfair sales activities, as well as the authority's own observations of potential violations. During the investigation, ABC worked with the Virginia State Police and uncovered evidence that led to the charges. So evidently... And bourbon people are serious business now. Yeah, I know. I have a friend who does it. Yeah, and I mean, he's got it all over the one wall. So before, you know, beforehand, you just kind of had to take a chance. You mm-hmm. just have to go into the stores and see what was there and right. when it was there and that kind of thing. So they're selling the inside information mm. to these people so they know what stores <laughs> wow. to go to. Wow. To get the bourbon. Doing the uh, the groundwork. And then profiting really the from groundwork it. And you don't worry for a small fee. We'll let you know where it's at. Wow. Well. All right. Maybe these people. Well, I was, no, they better not do what, what I'm, the story I'm getting ready to do. Parents still getting concerned about bus delays. We don't need these people to be bus drivers. Anyway, <laughs> parents, no. parents still local news. It's been nearly a month. Uh, bus delays are still happening. The biggest issue uh, for parents, according to Ada Rodriguez of Roanoke. Bus drivers are also concerned about the delays uh, for students. We're short on drivers having to do double routes. Durham School Service bus driver Michelle Ray said, Rodriguez explained her five-year-old comes home nearly 40 minutes late every day. came to the point where I had to put a GPS, says Rodriguez, on her child's backpack just so she knows where they're at and what time they may actually be getting dropped off. We posed the question in the first hour and and got some feedback. Mark, who's already been uh, commenting and gone to sleep because he works, I guess, a third shift mm-hmm. shift job. You know, he said, "Look, you know, I did I did this for a number of years, and they're they're underpaid big time." So we sort of put the question out there: What should a bus driver make? What kind of benefits should they get? Since you know they transport uh, you know very precious goods to and from mm-hmm. our children, our future. So uh, yeah, they're they're still working on it. And time will tell. Uh, you know, maybe maybe there will be some movement, and uh, maybe even the governor would get involved with some of this stuff. Well, you know, we talk all the time here on the show about how 
when things get a little tight and a little tough, mm-hmm. uh, we have to become more creative. Yes. And you just can't roll over. You got to just, you got to keep trying, got to keep rolling. Uh, our farmers going through difficult times right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the cost of, of, of everything has, uh, has gone up. Uh, they are facing obstacles almost on a daily basis. I mean, let's not even think about the weather and the illness issues uh, inflation uh, that type of thing Uh, but we've got some local farmers who are kind of adjusting to this new normal Uh, co-owner of chapel creek farms in montvale has been talking about their farm's decision to directly market their beef Mm -hmm. by the cut to consumers okay we just wanted to see if people were open to it yeah uh, we have two big freezers. We're well-stocked. That is turned into offering beef shares. The pandemic forced many people to isolate and avoid crowds. Rather than go to a grocery store, some people went directly to farmers. Mm-hmm. Realizing the potential for a new market of their beef, the idea took off. Divers co-owners, Chapel Creek Farms, with her husband, Johnny, he says they've sold 30,000 pounds directly to consumers. Wow. It was a pivotal point. Mm-hmm. Speaking about the decision that they made, the divers have roughly 900 head of cattle. The Hereford Angus crosses are all grass-fed or grass-finished, while changing and adapting uh, contributes to Chapel Farm's success. So as planning, that means they stay on top of current events, trends, mm-hmm. and weather conditions. Mm-hmm. They're planning two years in advance for their beef share program and okay. always working two years ahead. Nice says we pretty much knew fertilizer prices would double we started getting yeah. chicken litter hauled in here ah. last august to okay. get caught up yeah see you need to work with your local people mm-hmm. you need yeah, to source absolutely. your food locally you need to grow what you can mm-hmm. yourself and you know don't don't just give up and ball up and yeah. think you can't do anything right be proactive yeah. i like it chapel creek farms if you're in that montville area you might want to check them out okay good deal well I know we're still waiting uh, to hear back on this uh, on this story where, where Biden apparently has a sixty percent well, approval. I did get a, a response back on that. Okay. They said that they'll send it send it to us. Apparently, they they saw it or, right. or heard it. Um, said it was uh, John Avalon from CNN. Doesn't think it's been posted yet. Okay. They'll send it as soon gotcha. as they find it. Okay. I, I'm I'm thinking maybe. I, you heard wrong. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine. The I could, I, I could see it being sixty percent disapproval. Yeah, you know? yeah, that I could see. But you know, I don't know. I hate to keep reminding him you're going to live in a van down by the river, eating your steady diet of government cheese, and hope because of the rice crisis, you might not even be getting rice from the government. Hmm. So yeah. Maybe they'll have some leftover. What are those meals for the uh, military? Um, uh, it's a three-letter thing. Not MRI, because that's something totally different. Anyway. Meals ready to eat. MRE. MREs, yeah. You can get some MREs that were left over from the original Gulf War with George Bush 41. They're hey, probably look, I had still... a friend who used to talk about those MREs. I yeah. don't know that I could do it, but you know, any port in a storm. Yeah. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They are located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. 
They are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. F&L has bottom round roast this week for $3.98 a pound. This is an amazingly flavorful way to prepare it. You're going to start with a five-pound roast and you're going to coat it really nicely with salt. Preheat your oven to 250 degrees and then heat some olive oil in a large Dutch oven and brown that roast on all sides. It should take you about 8 to 10 minutes to do that. Get a really nice sear on it and then remove it to a platter. Then you're going to add in three large carrots peeled and cut into chunks and you're going to put in some celery and some garlic and uh, and and cook that until the onions begin to wilt take about six minutes then you're going to add some fresh rosemary some sage leaves uh, grated nutmeg peppercorns Uh, you can use dried porcini mushrooms or you can use fresh ones either way okay and then uh, toss it all together cook it for about four minutes until the veggies are softened stir it frequently and uh, deglazing that uh, a little bit when the heat is lowered push the veggies to the side add that seared roast back into the pan Pour in your bottles of red wine and Mm. any meat juices that may have collected on the platter. That roast should be at least half submerged in all that goodness. If Mm. it's not, you can add some beef stock until you get to that point. Mm. Cover the pot until the wine is steaming but not boiling. Uncover the pan. Place it in the oven. After about 30 minutes, rotate the roast so all of that meat is submerged in the braising liquid. So you're just going to turn it there. And uh, you're going to braise it this way, turning it every 30 minutes for about three hours until that meat is that meat is just about fall part tender. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. The liquid should not boil. If it does, you need to, to cool it down a little bit. It does it in my oven. 250 is is fairly low for my oven. Um, check it at about two and a half hours, and uh, anywhere from two and a half to three hours, it should be ready. And then you're going to serve it. Um, by slicing it, put a shallow layer of sauce, lay some slices in it, uh, heat that, spooning that, and and, uh, putting it over the beef until they're lightly coated, and then serve them up with the veggies and a potato mash. Nice. It's so good. Uh, It's an Italian beef roast is what it's called because of all that wine Mm -hmm. and herbs. (laughs) Check out the uh, recipe. It's on Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dying. You'll find this recipe and all the recipe step-by-step deliciousness brought to you by fnl market where their meats are cut above before you fire up the coffee maker turn on the morning jam with janet and mark on the virginia talk radio network i come from a long line of southern cooks and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter that's why i trust the experienced butchers at fnl market lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions Save big this week at FNL with Family Pack Drumstick or Thighs, $1.59 a pound. Sugardale Bacon, regular or thick slice, two for $7. Fresh salmon fillets are $7.98 a pound. Save on whole sirloin tips, $3.99 a pound, and slice for free. Top sirloin steaks are $4.98 a pound. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. Text FL Market to 833 605 1804. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. It's 
stretching that old rubber band man <laughs> out a little bit today. Oh, by the way, we yes. do need to pick our um, our winner. I've got it. Okay. Randall Higgs. Randall, way to go. Yes. Good ding, job. Ding, ding, ding. You are going to be able to get up to 10 delicious Honey Baked Ham box lunches, courtesy of Honey Baked Ham on Candler's Mountain Road and Harvest Baptist Church, where they remind you it is time to be kind. If you haven't put your name in the running yet, you can text it to us, 434-248-0704, and, uh, and we will... We'll get you in the running okay. for that as well. Some people gift it to, we've had them gift Other it people, to yeah. first responders and mm-hmm. that type of thing, or they mm-hmm. may break bed, bread with somebody in their neighborhood or, or at their workplace. It's uh, it's a good thing yeah, for absolutely. sure. Uh, we do have an update on that road closure on 460. Apparently there was a, a accident, three cars, uh, burning cars mm. near Gateway Motors heading towards Appomattox. Uh, road was closed. Uh, apparently there was a fatality there. Yeah. So, um, really, sad. yeah, it's very, very, very sad. So, you may expect some delays if you travel in that area. Mm-hmm. We've had a listener send us uh, this information wanting us to help spread the word. Uh, apparently, they're very uh, active with the Forest Service. They they work okay. with the uh, parks and that type thing. Apparently, they're having a rash of signs being stolen. Oh, boy. Uh, in some of the Virginia state parks, the Forest Service signs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the Glenwood Horse Trail. You know, you see them. They're the routed signs, you yeah. know, the trailhead signs yeah, yeah, and things yeah. like that. So you've got these little punks coming and stealing the, stealing the signs. Uh, they say if you're in the, the area and if you see someone messing with the signs or if you know anyone who has these signs... You need to report it. They are very expensive. Taxpayers pay for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look for a trailhead and can't find it, it's because there's no sign there. Yeah. It's not the Forest Service fault. You've got, right. you know, idiots stealing them. Uh, the Bear Wallow sign mm-hmm. that costs $250, not counting the post and the hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also stealing the post and the signs that, that are on them. Jeez. What is wrong with people? Bear Wallow Trailhead, Glenwood Horse Trail, Bear Wallow Trailhead 6. Uh, is there nothing that people won't steal? Apparently not. And seriously, if you know of people who have these signs, you need to report them. Right. That's not okay. Right. When did we get to a point where we thought we could just, you know, well, my tax money pays for that. I'm going to take it. Right. <laughs> no. Stop it. Oh, that ticks me off. Mama Janet on the case well if i of course if i saw somebody messing with it i would stop Mm -hmm. and say what are you doing right you jackalope tighten that back up and while you're at it go pick up this litter (laughs) don't make me come over there uh if you love texas roadhouse yeah and i used to we used to have one it's been a while since i've been there yeah um this announcement's for you Uh they took to social media they have a brand new product they're selling if you love those, do you remember their rolls and they had the honey cinnamon butter yeah, yeah, yeah. that went with it? Yeah. Uh, they've got a candle coming for the holidays that <laughs> smells like the rolls. <laughs> yeah. Honey cinnamon butter candle. Okay. See, you know I don't like candles like this. Okay. Today's Mind Jam trivia, if you were around for the first hour, and if you weren't, I would suggest you go listen to our 
Morning Jam Eye Opener has all the sound bites. Today is National Dog Day. To celebrate, right. we asked you a question. What part of the dog's brain is 40% larger than a human's? Mm-hmm. That is the sniffing yes. part. So I think that when you walk into a house, if that candle is burning, you become a dog. Yep. See, the problem is this. <laughs> this is The reason I don't like the food ones right I, the only one i can give you a pass on is like the apple cinnamon that one i can go okay but like sugar cookie no if i smell a sugar cookie I there want should one. be a sugar cookie yes. standing by absolutely so yeah that's in the and the you know the chocolate chip and the, all that Mm-mm. right no that's just mean we need to start a campaign that's bad that's just bad manners everybody else is running november and 8th election day don't Let's give vote me anything that smells like vanilla either it's just <laughs> not cool right not at all so there, that's all I have to say about that. Janet says a candle and a cookie in every, in every house. pot. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yes, that's what I want. So we have a, a story uh, where another world record's trying to be broken. I think this Englishman's just made this up to get by what? on his wife. What? <laughs> He's like, honey, I have to go. I have to do it. I got to try to break that. I don't know what that was. That wasn't. English. That was sort of Scottish. I think it was Scottish. Australian or something. I don't know. I don't know. An English mashup. Uh, had broke a world record by having a drink at 67 different pubs in a 24-hour period. Oh, my gosh. Nathan Krim. was his designated driver. (laughs) Took on the record for the most pubs visited in 24 hours. He ended up visiting 67 in the Brighton, England area. Wow. In the space of about 17 hours. Wow. Yeah, well, he had to sleep in there somewhere, maybe in between stops. (laughs) Boy, you imagine... If I visited that many... Uh, pubs dr- uh, sleeping would not be an issue well you know how they plan out like black friday which stores you're going to right so you lay a big map out of the city on your kitchen table yeah we're gonna go here here and here and here i'm gonna start with a light logger here <laughs> and then we're gonna end up with something really dark right. on the other end and he had little like beer cutouts you know he stuck on each place <laughs> well he did go with a couple of friends okay yeah and uh and and they were trying to beat the record uh that was set by uh, Gareth Murphy, who over the course of ten hours in Cardiff, Wales, had mm. had broken the record. Okay, it was easily the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I completely underestimated how hard it was going to be. This is one of those things where it sounds like a great idea until you're in it, and then right. you're like, "Oh my gosh!" You get a couple frat houses to come along with you, and they probably would pass out as you're going. You know, like they they were on stop number three. That's all they made it. Well, this was the plan okay the plan was to try to keep it sober for the first 25 pubs (laughs) (laughs) good luck with that but then uh that went out the window at 15 pubs in apparently (laughs) i had to mix it up a little bit i tried to drink alcohol at one and then a non-alcoholic beer at another i was trying to space it out Guinness rules required that he have a drink at each pub right. and collect evidence, including receipts and witness <laughs> signatures. Um, the hardest part was constantly having to go to the loo. Well, I was going to say, did he have a porta potty in the tow? The majority of the time. <laughs> Pull over. He's <laughs> not going to make it to the next so pub. He's like, he's like drinking his beer in the loo, I guess. I don't know. Well, that's one way to kill two birds with one beer see i don't i don't drink beer so i don't right. under but i've heard guys talk about yeah, that yeah, yeah. apparently it just goes right oh, through it goes you. right through you yeah so anyway <laughs> the, the plan was good i don't know if somebody beats him out i don't know that he'll be trying it again yeah, yeah. 
probably not going to. No. So anyway, well, to, <laughs> tomorrow on tomorrow's show, we'll uh, we'll be back. Spend Wednesday with you. Looking forward to that again. Uh, we encourage you to go back listen to Bob Good's interview that we mm-hmm. did on Monday. If you missed that, also in the seven o'clock hour, we talked with the uh, empowering female veterans uh, about an event that's coming up on October fourteenth mm-hmm. at the American Legion Hall. Uh, it's a be beer it. and bingo event. Speaking of beer, uh, that's yeah, that's a fundraiser. And uh, it's going to be so much fun. They've got all the details with that. We'll be putting some stuff up soon on how you can get your tickets. And if you'd like to help out with that event, all you got to do is text us 434-248-0704. And we'll tell you how you can uh, help us make that event happen for our lady veterans on October 14th. Speaking of Bob, Dr. Bob Denton is scheduled for the 8 o'clock hour tomorrow to talk about some of the politics, maybe unpack uh, Joe's interview a little bit more with scott pelly we'll you mean see. about the proof is in the eating of the pudding yeah yeah that that's what i've always thought that's what i say too yeah yeah <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow make today awesome that old expression the proof of the pudding is in the eating i mean 